Today on episode number 29 of Life After Sight Loss Radio, we're talking about five things that I would tell my 18-year-old self. Welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. Hey, if you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews, life advice, encouragement, how-tos, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are going through or facing physical sight loss. Hey there, guys. Welcome to the show. Whether you're returning, whether you're brand new, it doesn't matter. I'm glad that you are here this week to check out the podcast. And it's going to be a fun one because I'm talking about five things that I would tell my 18-year-old self. I think it's one of those letters to myself I'm kind of writing, so it's going to be really interesting. Plus, we have got uh, question of the week about Braille and a great tech tip about iOS 11. So it's going to be a jam-packed show. I'm really excited about it. So before we jump into it, make sure to hop on over to the show notes for this episode, which you can find at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 029. That's going to give you links, information, images, conversation, videos, anything that's related to this podcast episode, you can find at the show notes. Just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 029. So first up, we've got our question of the week, and this is a pretty simple question with a pretty broad answer. So a lot of people who lose their vision, maybe they've been sighted for years, maybe they'd never even thought about it, and then they start losing sight, and the first question that comes up is, hey, should I start learning Braille? Like, I heard that Braille is a thing that blind people do. Should I start learning it now that I'm, you know, 20, 30, 40 years old? Should I learn Braille? Well, like I said, it's a very simple question with a very broad answer. You have to understand that it depends on who you're asking about this question. Because a lot of people have very deep opinions on this. Some people you ask will tell you, you don't need Braille. You've got technology. You know, you got screen readers. You got all this stuff. You don't need Braille. And some other people would say, absolutely, you need to learn Braille. There's 100%. You have to learn it. If you don't learn it, there's something wrong with you. They're advocates for teaching kids Braille. I mean, this is a big deal. So let me tell you just my thoughts here. Now, first of all, let me just go ahead and be transparent. I do not read Braille. I'm not a Braille reader. Now, why is that? Well, I really did try to learn Braille way back in the day. But back in the day, uh, I tried to learn that. And it was so challenging for me. Now, again, I tried to learn it probably, let's see, it was within the first year of losing my sight. Like, it had not even been a year yet. And I was just like throwing, it's kind of like when you throw a spaghetti at the wall to see if it sticks. It's kind of one of those things. I was like, let's just see if this works. Let's see if I can learn this because, you know, I had a guide dog at that point. Then I had the white cane. I, oh, I might as well learn Braille, right? I'm, that's a whole blind experience kind of thing. <laughs> probably should have waited. But the point is, I tried to learn it and it was so challenging. So my point is, first of all, it is challenging. It can be difficult, especially if you've been sighted and then you go to Braille and you're like, this doesn't look like a P. Like, you know, it's just six dots. It's like, you know, the set of dice you have for a game, board games or whatever. It's just the side with six. It's those dots only raised. And so that's pretty much it. So it can be really challenging. But I would also say this, even though I am being transparent and telling you I'm not a Braille reader, I do think it is a very useful tool. 
So my advice to people when they say, should I learn Braille, is it's kind of one of those yes with an asterisk. Now, what do I mean by the asterisk? Well, I basically just mean, yeah, definitely go ahead and learn Braille, but you don't have to do it in the first you know, two days or two months or even, you know, a year and a half or whatever. Learn it when you can. Take it on slowly and, you know, find yourself, find your footing, if you will, first. Because a lot of times we throw things at ourselves. We're like, okay, I'm I'm blind. I'm going to do it all in the first six months. It's like, you're not. You're going to overwhelm yourself and then you won't learn Braille and then you'll be like me and not learn it for the next 16 years. So I would say, should you learn Braille? Yes, comma, but make sure that you pace yourself and you don't have to do it all at first. So maybe you have an opinion about learning Braille or maybe you have a question you'd like to ask to be featured here on the podcast. Well, I'd love to hear from you. You can send me an email with your questions and comments. Just send it over to Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. Recently, I had the privilege of speaking with a young man who was 18. He lost his sight during the summer, and he was getting ready to go to college. Now, this story, almost it was like he even had the same disease. It paralleled my sort of, you know, my whole journey into sight loss. And so I was like, wow, you know, this is like, just like, wow, hits my heart, hits my brain, hits everything. And so I was able to talk to him and share some different things about my life and what's been going on with me lately. And he's able to ask some questions and it was really great. But what it brought me to was, what would I tell myself when I was this age? Like if I could time travel and go back and say, hey, Derek, You know, when you're 18, like, here is the kind of things I want you to know. So if you will indulge me for just a few moments here, I'd like for all of us to hop in the DeLorean, the DeLorean's from Back to the Future for that film reference for you, hop in the DeLorean, punch in the year 2001, and go back, and I want to just kind of tell what I would say to myself way back then, and I actually think the advice I would give myself is very appropriate for all of us here today. So join me, if you will, on this time-traveling journey back to the year 2001. So the first piece of advice that I would give to myself is to say, just let it hurt. Now, what I mean by that is oftentimes whenever people lose their sight, it's kind of this denial, this, hey, it's going to be fine. Everything's great. And I was definitely that way. I was very much gung ho. My life is going to be okay. I'm going to keep going forward. And, and you know, it's, everything's fine. And I know it, it doesn't hurt because <laughs> my life is great. And not that my life was bad. It's just that I was really unaware of how much this was really going to hurt. And I think I would just tell myself, you know what, just stop. Just just sit down and let this hurt. Like, let this soak in for five minutes that you're now totally different. Your life is totally different. No, your identity hasn't changed at your core, but now you're different and you're going to approach life a little bit differently. And so it's kind of one of those stop and smell the roses kind of thing. Just stop and let this hurt. And I would tell myself that because I know how 
mm, how optimistic I was being. And again, optimism's not a bad thing. Being positive is not a bad thing. I'm very positive. You, if you have listened to me very long and watched any of my videos or whatever, you know I'm positive. I like being positive. It's a good thing. But it can be a slippery slope down into denial when you're being uber positive. And so I just would encourage myself and maybe you here today that sometimes we just need to sit down and let it hurt. Second thing I would tell myself is don't rush it. I think I really jumped into things I talked about earlier with learning Braille and getting the guide dog and all that. Don't rush it. You don't have to be, you know, the poster boy or girl for blindness in the next two months. And you don't have to, quote, get over it in the next two or three months. I think that's probably what I was trying to do. Like, well, okay, I'll learn all this stuff. I'll get all this information and then I'll be over it and moving on with my life. And if you've listened to me very long, I don't like that phrase moving on. I like the phrase moving forward because moving on implies that you're just going to get over it one day and never be bothered by it again. And I just don't think that's true. And so what I would tell myself is, hey, you don't have to rush this. You don't have to go get a guide dog in the first six months. You don't have to learn Braille in the first six months. You don't have to do orientation and mobility in in four weeks. You don't have to do all that stuff. One day at a time, it's okay. You're going to have plenty of time to deal with all of this stuff. You know, go back to number one, just let it hurt for a little bit and slowly work your way into, you know, life skills training and O&M and all that stuff. And, you know, there wasn't anything wrong with what I was doing in the sense of like, I shouldn't have got a dog or I shouldn't have got a, uh, you know, O&M or I shouldn't have whatever. There wasn't anything wrong specifically, but I think I jumped into it so quickly that it was kind of that whole head swimming idea. And it was just a lot of chaos. And so I would just tell myself and maybe Maybe you hear today that, hey, you don't have to rush it. The third thing I would tell myself is that good people won't abandon you. Now, this is something that I think a lot of people are challenged with. And I think I probably was, though I wasn't thinking about it like consciously. I wasn't like, everybody's going to ditch me. But I was thinking about it subconsciously. I mean, all my friends left and went to college. My girlfriend was one of them. I mean, she left and went to college. She was having her own college experience. And here I was. Even when I went to college, I was on my own a lot. And so it was very much that fear of abandonment. Everybody's going to leave me. You know, uh, blindness creates a lot of isolation and separation, even though it's not intended. It's not like, you know, you think I'm blind now. I can't do anything with anybody, but it, it automatically sort of separates you and you're sort of over to the left and they're over to the right and you're apart now. But the reality is that good people, you know, your, your quality friends, the ones who are there for you, even if they're having a hard time, even if they're a little bit challenged and maybe they don't say everything right, they're not going to ditch you. They're not going to leave you. Uh, try trusted example here is my beautiful wife who has been with me from the beginning, you know, before sight loss, during sight loss, and after sight loss. Um, you know, I mean, that's that's a beautiful thing. I've had friends, uh, you know, family members. We're still, it's like, yeah, I'm blind and here we are. We're still doing the thing, you know, and I've got friends I've made after sight loss, but good people aren't going to dump you. So I would just tell myself, if I sat across from myself, but hey, you know what? It's going to be okay. Your good friends, your quality friends, the ones who are going to, you know, be there, they're not going to leave you. And that's really important to remember. So I would tell myself that and tell you here today that good people, they won't abandon you. The fourth thing I would tell myself is that you aren't alone. 
And this, I think, is so important. Not only is the idea of not being abandoned important, but you're not alone in the journey you're going through. You have to understand that losing your sight in a very small town can, even a big town for that matter, but especially in a small town, it can create this idea that there are no other blind people. There's nobody else losing sight. Like, you know, first of all, there's nobody else losing sight. I mean, that's a lie that you believe. And then there's nobody else losing sight like you are. You know, I lost my sight in like two months. And so clearly nobody else was going through what I was going through. Nobody understood me. I was totally alone in this. I had to figure it out. And it was just terrible. But the reality is I wasn't alone. And through all these years, having met a variety of visually impaired people, having met people with a variety of issues, whether it's been uh, a brain tumor or a genetic disease or an accident or all kinds of different stuff, there are so many different kind of variances on sight loss. And having met different types of people, old, young, kids, adults, everything in between, I mean, I just know that I'm not alone in this. And now, especially with the advent of social media and connecting with people around the world. I've met tons of people now that have the same disease I have and have a very similar journey. I've met tons of people who are visually impaired. They have visually impaired children or visually impaired parents or whatever. And it's just like, wow, I'm not alone. And I think I would tell my younger self that very, very firmly that you're not alone in this. Look, it might take you a little while to find those people and you're going to have to sort of go out beyond the borders you're used to, but they're out there and they think they're alone as well. So it's important to connect and, you know, remember that that you're not alone. So I tell myself and you here today that you are not alone. And finally, the fifth thing I would tell my younger self is to celebrate the small victories. You know, when sight loss hits you, it is this major defeat in your life. It's not necessarily that your life is over, but it feels like you've been defeated. You know, you've been working towards something or you've got a goal in mind or you do this activity or you play this sport or whatever. And now sight loss kind of has the opportunity to rip that away from you. Not always, but it can certainly seem like that. And it can seem like this huge defeat. And all of a sudden, your life sort of begins again in a certain sense in in a way. Uh, And you have to relearn things like putting toothpaste on a toothbrush, like doing the dishes, like walking down the street, like watching TV, like using your smartphone. All of these simple things that you never thought of before, you have to learn or better said, relearn. And so it can almost seem like a huge defeat. But I would say to my younger self that, hey, you know what? You got to celebrate those small victories. When you figure out a way to brush your teeth without having to even think about it, when you figure out a way to to read printed material, when you figure out a way to whatever the case is, when you have new technology, when you have the ability to walk down the street with confidence, celebrate the small victories. This isn't a sprint. This is a marathon. And so all along the way are markers, if you will, mile markers where, you know what? I haven't finished the race, but I hit this point and I was able to do this. So take it day by day and every day celebrate the small victories, especially if you're dealing with a lot of emotional turmoil or whatever it might be. Celebrate those small victories as well. I can remember in college, I really struggled with depression and I re- I just didn't want to get out of bed and you know, it was, I'd stay up all night and sleep all day and that sort of thing. And the days I was able to get out of bed, I remember I ended up doing a uh, play in college and 
and you know I was able to get up and get out and I had really good friends who were very supportive and uh, you know one of my really good friends um, you know was able to help me learn the stage to learn my lines I mean he was just like crucial back to that you know good people won't abandon you thing and it was just it was awesome and so I don't think I did a good enough job of celebrating those victories and so I tell myself hey you got today you got up you got dressed you took a shower you know you, you went to class whatever it is celebrate that and I don't I don't mean get you know plastered every night but I mean celebrate it you know enjoy it because today this is a victory you might feel like sight loss is a defeat but today is a victory and so while you're still always continuing to run that marathon celebrate the mile marker I would tell myself and definitely you here today So there's just five things I would tell my younger self if I had the opportunity to jump in the DeLorean and go back in time. So let me just run through them one more time. Number one, I would say just let it hurt. Just be okay with it and, uh, you know, let things feel the way they feel. Number two, don't rush it. You don't have to do everything at once. You've got plenty of time to sort of work through this. Number three, good people won't abandon you. The, The quality people in your life, the people that are going to stick it out, they're not going to ditch you. Number four, you aren't alone. Remember that even though other people might be doing differently in life, you know, their sight loss is a little different, you're not alone. And there are other people just like you who are going through sight loss and feel what you feel. And number five, to celebrate the small victories because it's not a sprint it's a marathon, and I encourage you to listen to all five of those again, and even though I'm telling my younger self that, and I want to know that for who I am, I think it's important for you here today. So go back through those five, listen to them again, and not only am I telling my younger self, but I'm telling you here today as well. So I've got a little tech tip here for you today. If you know me, you know I like alliteration, TT, tech tip. And recently, Apple released iOS 11 for your iPhone or your iPad. Now, it's got a lot of great new features, and I would encourage you, if you have the opportunity, download it on your iPhone and or your iPad. Obviously, the first release is going to be a little bit quirky here and there. It's not perfect. I've got it on my phone. I've had the public beta for a while, but, you know, it it is really good. It's a solid update. And one of the things that you can do is that you can now update the control center with some different uh, shortcuts. Because before with the control center, which is the thing you get when you swipe up from the bottom, they wouldn't allow you to update it at all. It was sort of static and that's the way it stayed. But now, now you can change it and you can add certain things. For example, the magnifier or the accessibility shortcut or guided access or whatever it might be. And so I've created a video over on my YouTube channel and you can check that out over in the show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash zero two nine and I'll walk you through how to do that and how to add that because I think it'll be very beneficial for me I always use the triple click of the home button to turn voiceover on and off. You can do it for other things like magnifier, like zoom, but I always liked it for voiceover. But now I can just swipe up and turn the magnifier on and it's very beneficial. So hop on over to the show notes, lifeaftersightloss.com slash 029 and check out how to update things in the control center on iOS 11 on your iPhone and iPad. And 
And as always, I like to wrap things up today with our word of the week. Now, the word of the week is obviously just one word that helps to summarize what we've been talking about in this podcast episode and help you to maybe go out and start a discussion with your friends and your family. Because I think that's really what I want to do with uh, everything I do is help you to start talking about things. And so I always like to give the meaning of the word that we're doing. And today, our word is learn. L-E-A-R-N. Very simple word. It's a word we hear a lot, but it's learn. You could also say learning or something like that. But this word, the definition is to gain or acquire knowledge of or skill in something by study, experience, or being taught. Now, I think this word learn It's very important today, whether we're learning Braille, whether we're learning about life and how to do it as a visually impaired person, whether we're learning new technology like the control center on iOS, we're always learning. Some of that learning comes by studying, right? We study something, we research it, we we figure it out on our own, we become our own advocates. Some of that is being taught, whether it's listening to podcasts, watching videos, reading blogs, books, uh, going to classes, you might be taught. But a third one mentioned in the definition is experience. And experience teaches us so much. Over these last 16 plus years, I've had a lot of experiences, whether whether they've been spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, that have really taught me so much about myself, about my world, about the people around me, all kinds of things. And so I would challenge us all to remember that we're always learning. And so whether it's learning Braille or technology or whatever it is, I just encourage you to remember to keep studying, uh, to always be teachable, and to continue to experience things around you so that your learning never stops. Well, that about wraps things up for me on this week's podcast episode. Hey, before we head out the door, just a couple of things to keep in mind. Don't forget that if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, just hop on over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash podcast, and you can get all of the links there to subscribe in Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Stitcher, your favorite podcast catcher, wherever it might be, lifeaftersightloss.com slash podcast. And while you're searching around iTunes or Stitcher or wherever, if you would be so kind as to leave a rating and review, that would help other people. When they find the podcast to know what it's all about, and I would love for you to do that. So don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Also, don't forget that I love connecting with people. It's why I do this podcast. I love it. So I'd love to connect with you. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram. Hey, and if you want to send me a message, you can do a couple of things. One, email me, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com, or send me a tweet at the Derek Daniel using the hashtag sightlosssupport. And that is it, my friends. Thank you again so much for joining me on today's podcast. I so appreciate it. You don't know how humbling it is for people just like you to tune in each and every week and listen to me ramble on about all things sight loss related. Hey, as we head out the door, don't forget that all the information provided in this podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only. If you're in need of professional, medical, or legal advice, please seek out a specialist in your area. Thanks again for listening to the podcast today. I so appreciate it. And until next time, don't forget that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'll see you in the next one.